Do you ever have knee pain? Of course you do. We all do it sometime. And you get out of bed, maybe your knee feels a little stiff, or you're walking on the treadmill, you get a little pain in your knee, or your children come home from soccer and they're like, my knee is killing me. What causes all those knee pains? And what can you do about it? Does it mean you have to go to surgery here better believe it does not. There's so many things you can do. So we're going to have a little fun with Dr. John Higgins today talking about it. Stay tuned. Life's too short. Life's too damn short. With your fun fitness friend, Melanie Cole, MS. So my guest today to talk about knees is Dr. John Higgins, sports cardiologist for the University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston. So Dr. Higgins, when we're talking about knees, there's so much that can go on with the knees. What an interesting joint they are. So let's talk about knee pain. What do you see when you when people tell you they've got pain in their knee? What do you think is the most common reason for knee pain? Well, I think there's two common reasons, Melanie. In the younger, kind of more active sports enthusiasts who are playing kind of burst activity, they tend to run more into the problems with the ligaments and, and the muscles being, you know, torn. And in the older generation, it tends to be more the gradual degenerative disorders, including those uh, of the knee joint itself and the cartilage. So they're the kind of two main areas, I would say, for knee pain in uh, younger and older folks. So let's talk about the knee in the first place, because it's this it's this joint that has tendons and ligaments running on all sides, front and back and on the sides, which all can be injured. Give us a little physiology lesson of the knee, Dr. Higgins. Sure, Melanie. Well, the knee uh, is a little bit like the elbow in that it is what we call a hinge joint. So the uh, what that means is that essentially it's it's supposed to kind of only move back and forward in one plane, whereas the, the hip and the shoulder joints are ball and socket joints, and they kind of can move around in all types of directions. The problem comes, Melanie, when... Some of the sports, particularly for the younger people that they are playing, require them to be on the knee and to suddenly kind of change direction. And that can put excess stress on those stabilizers. And the knee, instead of going, you know, uh, forwards and backwards, now the body and, and the motion that the person is putting them through wants to take them in a direction that the kind of knee is not essentially built for. And that's, that can, to excess, cause uh, damage, including partial or complete tearing of some of those ligaments and muscles that are attached to the knee. And that's kind of where some of the problems come in. When someone injures their knee, do they always hear that popping sound we hear about? Not always, but they, uh, the, the things that I find, Melanie, is they can always remember the kind of exact moment when it happens. Sometimes they'll say they heard something, but other times they'll just say they felt something. And it was from that point on that they will often complain of pain. They also will often have some swelling that they note come up within the next few hours. And they also note that if they can try to continue on with the exercise, that they just cannot perform it properly or, you know, they just have to stop because the 
pain and the swelling is so intense that they just cannot function normally. So what predisposes someone? I mean, we talked about, you know, osteoarthritis in the older population and in some sports for our younger kids and just basic arthritis and knee pain. A lot of people have that. Is there anything we can do to avoid just that basic knee pain? Yeah, that that's a great, really great uh, question, Melanie. There, you know, there, there are some things, I, I mean, obviously, we know that there are some folks that genetically, you know, were born with specific problems, you know, and, the, and it relates to the angle between the, uh, that the knee is on, you know, between the upper and the lower bones. And some of them, and particularly girls, you know, they tend to have an angle which predisposes them more to knee injuries than, than boys. And so oftentimes you will hear of girls, you know, getting knee injuries, for example, more so when they're playing soccer or, or basketball or volleyball. But, you know, importantly, Melanie, I think that we have all seen that individuals that are doing a proper training program, and by that I mean a combination of both aerobic training, resistance training, flexibility and balance training, are much less likely to run into injuries than someone that essentially is, you know, not really doing regular training, but maybe they're just playing, uh, getting together with a group of people on the weekend, you know, and and playing uh, a sport, you know, playing some basketball or shooting the hoops or or doing something that they are not doing any sort of regular training. I know those are those are very important, as well as the warming up. In addition to that, Melanie, and and then occasionally we can also see people that are taking certain medications. I know there are certain antibiotics that, you know, people when they are taking, it can predispose them to different injuries of cartilage, et cetera. But, you know, I generally tell people, Melanie, you know, my patients that if they're sick and they're taking antibiotics, I generally say, hey, you know, give the exercise a break, you know, until you are fully recovered. Absolutely. That's really good advice. Advice. I tell people the same thing. Now, you, you read a study that says that exercise is as effective as surgery for middle-aged patients with some knee damage. So tell us about that study because that's fascinating to me. And I've seen the results, and I'm quite sure you have too, when we're working with mm-hmm. a little bit older patients and we do some knee exercises with them and some terminal extensions and things, that you can get their knees feeling pretty good just from certain exercises. Exactly, Melanie. Well, I think this speaks to the fact that when you put someone into a proper exercise rehabilitation program for joint recovery, if they have had some sort of chronic uh, degenerative joint damage, or even in some cases, you know, some acute joint injury, you can get very good results. And we know that putting someone through the various exercises for the knee over time, that actually not only helps the recovery of the muscle and tendons, but it also stimulates the production of the synovial fluid, which is kind of like the, the fluid of the shock absorber of the knee. So this, this study asked the question in a group of about 140 adults who were on average about 50 years of age who had degenerative meniscal tears. So the meniscus is the kind of rubbery disc that kind of cushions the knee joint, and it can be damaged, you know, over time from various uh, sports. It might it might be that you know someone has noted 
that, you know, they had an injury. Maybe they injured their knee and got some swelling in the knee when they were younger. And, you know, maybe from time to time it flares up. You know, that those sort of individuals, anyway, they, they looked at these individuals and they said, um, okay, we have two options here. A lot of people uh, and surgeons would recommend, you know, to go for arthroscopic surgery. But they said, you know, how about we we compare them and they randomize them these these people, which means they essentially divide them up uh, on a uh, you know a coin flip type of uh, procedure, where about a half of them just went for a very programmed and structured exercise program with a professional, and they were doing about three sessions every week with the professional uh, for about uh, two to three hours, and then they compared them to a group that they actually went ahead and had the surgery. And that after the interesting thing, Melanie, was after about three months, so initially the surgery people felt better quicker, but after about the three-month or four-month period, when they compared the two groups, they actually could not tell the difference between the two groups in that they were both back to the activity that they wanted to be doing, and they both had the same scores in terms of, you know, any discomfort or problems. So That's amazing, isn't it? That's pretty cool. (laughs) And I mean, I know maybe some of the orthopedic surgeons might not like to hear that. However, (laughs) it is really great. Now, when, when somebody comes to you with knee pain, do you are you an ice man? Are you a heat guy? Are you a brace guy? If you you know, do you tell them you can go back out and play some soccer, but maybe brace it up for a couple of times that you know at, at practice and that sort of thing? What do you tell people about just basic knee pain? Well, but you know, Melanie, it's funny the the uh, uh, you know we've been doing the RICE or the RICE, the rest ice uh, compression elevation. You know that's been the gold standard, and you know what? For acute knee injuries, it still is. So if someone comes in and they've just injured their knee, knee, we know that that early initial inflammatory phase lasts about three days, you know, up to three days. So early on, if they come in, oftentimes they've got pain, they've got swelling, and, you know, I'll get them to stop exercising to do the rest, ice, compression, and elevation. And they often find that that will help, definitely help with the pain. And oftentimes the swelling as well as, you know, if they have a hematoma, you know, some blood clots and that sort of thing in it. After that initial phase, there's really not a lot of good studies that have shown that doing the ice and all of that are going to make much of a difference. So early on, I like that. But if they come to me and they said, hey, you know, um, they're seeing me on the Monday and they tell me, you know, last last week I I injured it, I generally am not going to do the ice component of it, but I will... Uh, have them uh, do some stretching, some uh, do some exercises. And again, I, tr- I tell them to make sure that they try to keep just under the pain threshold or just on the pain threshold. So, you know, if they're usually going to the gym and, and doing, uh, uh, you know, hamstring lifting, you know, of 100 pounds, I'll, I'll tell them just, you know, to, to at least have the, what they usually do and, 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 you know, do less reps and do it slowly. And, and then, you know, also do the, some aerobic activity. Some people who can't wait there, Melanie, I, I will put, to ask them to go into the pool and do some walking, you know, in, and, and, or, or some aqua aerobics because that can help really take the pressure and the, the weight off the knee. And, and, you know, generally have them start low and, and basically, you know, go slow and build up. But this, 
the important thing I think in this study was that they did it, you know, they, they would do uh, a, a workout with the person and then they would give them a day off. And so they were doing it kind of every other day. And I think that's important because recovery from a, uh, you know, an injury does take time, Melanie. It absolutely does, Dr. Higgins. And also, when I've worked with so many people that have had prior knee injuries or prior knee surgery, and they say, oh, I can't do a lunge. And and I only have people doing back lunges anyway. I don't love forward lunges. I like them back because people invariably with forward lunges put their knee over their toes and they <laughs> lean forward on it and they feel, feel that shearing force, you know. So I always have them stepping back instead of forward. And they say, I can't do that. And I say, well, do you stand up from a chair? And, you know, that's pretty much like a squat or a lunge. It's pretty much the same movement. This is, as you said, a hinge joint, and it just goes back and forth. You know, and they say, well, I'm not allowed to put put any weight on it. Well, I mean, you're standing on it, and you are walking right. on it. So what do you tell people? And you can wrap this kind of up for us. What do you tell people about that recurring pain and that and the exercises that they can do as opposed to the exercises that they can't do? Well, what I, I will generally tell people, Melanie, is if they have had a severe injury from a particular exercise, it's quite likely in that early period, you know, the, the three to six months after that injury, that if they go back and do exactly what they were doing before, there's a good chance they're going to, you know, blow that knee out again. So I tell them to take a break from the exercise they were doing. And most of the time, I'll find that it is that real burst and, and kind of fast, almost plyometric type exercise that they've been doing, Melanie, you know, or they've gone up high, you know, and come down heavy on the knees. So I tell them, you know what, let's let's focus on low impact kind of exercises. You can still get the benefit from the exercise on the cardiovascular system. You can still get a lot of the other great benefits, but, you know, let's go low impact. So that often means things like instead of, you know, playing uh, basketball on the weekend, it might mean going and doing some work on the elliptical or, or, or doing some swimming or, or just doing some, you know, fast walking or other low impact or cycling, that sort of thing. And, and I tell them to, once they start getting, they notice they start getting the pain, that's probably a good time to kind of back off or at least slow down on what they're doing. And they can generally gradually build back up, Melanie. And importantly, you know, if they need to, sure, they can put a, a splint or, or something on to kind of help stabilize the knee, particularly early on in the injury. But my goal is not to have them use that as a crutch and always That's you know, right. have to go out with that. Because if they do that, you know what, that, that knee joint or that other joint is not going to fully recover because it's those ligaments and those tendons are never going to get that stress that they need to fully recover. So I think, Absolutely. you know, they, they need to use that. But, but use it sort of more acutely and, and early on. And, and then, you know, every, every other time, use it and, and gradually wean themselves off from that and, and try to adapt and adjust the types of exercise they're doing so that they will not put that joint, that knee joint, in another situation. Because once they've injured it, you know, we know that they are more likely to injure it if they reproduce that same kind of motion again. So I try to I try to get them to strengthen the joint, do the proper training, which is the aerobic resistance, the flexibility, as as well as the balance training, and make sure that they are careful and and just you know watch what they're doing and try to avoid getting too much 
of that valgus or, or the other stress kind of uh, angulation on that joint, and, and they should be okay. Well, that's great advice, Dr. Higgins, and also good shoe wear helps with the knees. Sometimes a simple pair of shoe change can help. And really, like you say, watching the gait. And because if you do have a knee injury and you start limping or walking weird, boy, you're just going to start to feel it in your hip and your back. And it goes right up there, up your body. And also to make sure you're with a good professional if your kids are in soccer, especially your girls, as Dr. Higgins said, because they are going to be at risk for ACL injuries, the anterior cruciate ligament of the knee. So they should be doing these plyometrics. They should be doing lateral training but they need to know how to do it so we can protect our girls. And just as Dr. Higgins said, that is what it's all about. You're listening to Life's Too Short, so you have to make the most of it. I'm Melanie Cole with Radio MD, having so much fun here. Thanks for listening.